Okay, everybody. Wow. The 31st of May. It's going quick this year, isn't it? So, this is living in your inheritance. Part three, living in your inheritance, part three, the new priesthood. This is a carry on from what we've been talking about. I'm being blown away by this in all honesty, again, because when Jesus rose from the dead, and he took his blood into heaven and his blood sanctified the place that had been defiled through, through rebellion Jesus did that but there's so many other connotations and um, fulfilments that took place when Jesus' blood was put onto that altar the brazen altar Tracy said to him in the communion a once and for all Sacrifice. We read about, we, we heard that from the first teaching. From the second teaching, we saw how Jesus' blood sanctified heaven and shut the doors to the enemy, ever being able to come into that place ever again. Satan was cast out, out of heaven, the door was shut on him. From rising from the dead, Jesus had the authority of not only heaven and earth, but under the earth as well. And he took the keys of death and Hades. And all authority was given to him. Listen. All authority was given to him. And if it was given to him, it was given to us. It was given to me. It was given to you. We heard how through the Psalms we saw the picture of Satan as he really is. And the Psalmist said, Is this the one who shook the nations? Is this the one who caused fear? Because he's been exaggerated and bigged up far beyond his authority all his power and the world gives him power and the, the church are the biggest power givers to the devil that there ever has been on the earth and we need to understand it's not the truth Jesus defeated the devil hallelujah okay <clears throat> It's hard trying to find this, follow this iPad, you know. But endeavour I will. Okay. 1 John 3 8 fulfills scripture that Jesus did. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest 
or appeared to destroy the works of the devil and he's done it hallelujah say he's done it he's done it oh, say like you mean it. he's done it yeah, come on, yeah, rev it up. Jesus defeated the devil, and his victory is our victory. Hallelujah. He isn't a problem anymore. The only problem the devil is, and the power he will have, is the one you give him. He has no authority in the church in the believer he's defeated remember that Jesus, Jesus initiated a new covenant with his blood he no longer no longer was it going to be necessary to slay animals alone for the sins of mankind Jesus by his sacrifice once and for all finished the old system of blood sacrifice and set up a brand new one and his blood initiated it and fulfilled it in one masterpiece of wisdom that was hidden in God from eternity past I enjoyed saying that hallelujah it's the truth Okay. Because there's a new covenant, there needs to be a new priesthood. Because that's the way it works. Okay. The old covenant was a covenant that satisfied God's needs and kept his beloved Israel safe until the one who was going to come and fulfil it would come do you get that the ten commandments the law the ten commandments come from God and Israel made another 500 and sorry 603 commandments and laws on top of that making 630 laws for them to follow but a new covenant is so much better Jesus said it, he fulfilled it. He says, of all the commandments of the law, we'll condense them down. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, and love your neighbour as yourself. Finished. That's the fulfilment of all the covenants. Love is the fulfilment. The new covenant needed a new priesthood. To govern and oversee it. A priesthood that would mediate on behalf of the people before God. I want to say that again. A priesthood that would mediate on behalf of the people before God. Let me just tell you the, the way this started up now. The previous priesthood started as a nation from God yeah from Isaac's son Jacob had 12 sons and of all the 12 sons one son named Levi was made to be the priesthood from God give the scripture first and foremost the whole nation of Israel was separated for God 
Listen to this. This is before the law came. Exodus 19 verse 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. This is God speaking. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. A holy nation. Where have we heard this before? These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. God said this to the whole nation. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. But as Israel grew, we see in the book of Numbers that the first census was taken. And in all the tribes, God chose Levi. So can you see, first God started with a nation who was separated, who could be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, Israel. And they grew. And then God cut it down to started using just a tribe of people, the Levites. And this is scripture. So the priesthood got streamlined from being a nation of people to being a tribe, a part of the nation and not the whole nation. So the priesthood came out of the tribe of Levi, Levites, who was one of Jacob's 12 sons. This tribe was chosen by God to serve the people and the sanctuary or the tent of meeting to oversee the requirements of the law that they were met regarding correct sacrifices and to offer these sacrifices to God the various sins of the people and of the keeping of the festivals that were commanded they were commanded to remember. This is, the, this is their job. To work in the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, amongst... <laughs> if the tent of, if when Israel moved and God moved, they had to uproot all the fittings for the temple, all the tents... And move it to the place where God was going to settle. And then the priest would, the priest would be responsible again. To set it all up. Set all the temple stuff up. All the candles. All the altars. And that was the job. And they still do that today. The priests do. I mean some of the, uh, the festivals. Passover. The New Year. The Day of Atonement. Festival of Lights. I'm not going to. Yom Kippur. The Hebrew words. Numbers 1.47, let's just put that in um, from the scripture. Listen to this. Numbers 1.47-51 But the Levites were not numbered amongst them by the father's tribe. They were not told to be put in the census. For the Lord had spoken to Moses saying, Only the tribe of Levi should, shall you not number, nor take a census among them, among the children of Israel, but you shall appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of the testimony, and all its furnishings, and over all that belong to it, and they shall carry the tabernacle, and all its furnishings, and they shall attend to it, and the camp around the tabernacle. And when the tabernacle is go forward, the Levites shall take it down, and when the tabernacle is be set up, the Levites shall set it up. Yeah? Numbers 147 to 51. Listen to this last time. The outsider who comes near shall be put to 
Old Testament. Don't go to sleep. So the tribe of Levi became the Levitical priesthood. Right? They were there. The way we look at things from the, the New Testament is the way we see things and how they happen in the Old Testament. They're types and shadows. Okay. Numbers 3 verse 12 says, Now behold, God said, I myself have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of every firstborn who opens the womb of the children of Israel. Therefore the Levites shall be mine. So the Levites, but again I wanted to reinforce that from the, from the Bible. Today in Israel, the Levites are still the priesthood in Judaism. They're still it. Listen to this. Hebrews 8 verses 7 to 13 and also cross-referenced from Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34 it says this For if that first covenant had been faultless then no place would have been sought for a second because finding fault with them he says Behold the days are coming says the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah Trace read some of this today not according to the covenant that I made with the fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and I disregarded them says the Lord for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days says the Lord I will put my law in their mind and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people None of them shall teach his neighbour and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. The prophetic from Jeremiah 31, the fulfilment in Hebrews 8, 7-13. In that he says, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now that is becoming obsolete and growing old, is, or is ready to vanish away. Now, I don't believe the Ten Commandments were meant for the world. I don't believe the Ten Commandments were meant for the world, right? But the church has picked it up and used it as laws to control and manipulate the masses of the church to follow the instructions of religious rituals, right? Paul had a revelation from God about Jesus being the fulfilment and his new covenant being initiated of faith, righteousness. Do I mean that we can please ourselves? No. Do I mean that we can do what we want in church and please ourselves when we go out there? No, I'm not saying that at all. 
But what I'm saying is, God's taken the laws that were all outward looking and external and took them inside and changed it because of the motive of our heart the intent and the reason why we're doing things is the very core of what we're going to be marked with yeah okay God chose Israel he streamlined Israel to become the priesthood and the priesthood now followed the rules to make the Old Testament the sacrifices and keep them okay there's a priesthood Jesus fulfilled the old covenant so there needed to be a new priesthood in Hebrews it says with a new covenant there needs to be a new priesthood the priesthood listen to this this is about us the priesthood is there for the people believe it or not we're here because the people are going to need what we stand up for and who we are in the work that we do right the priesthood is there for the people but there is a high priest who is chosen every year who represents the people to God he's there for their benefit and the high priest reaps the benefits for the people in the Old Testament the high priest entered the most holy place just once a year just once no one else just this one particular person and he would have made sure he'd been washed and ready and prepared himself in his clothes and he'd done external regulations to the max and he would follow the criteria for him to have to be ready so he can go beyond the veil into the most holy place and put blood on there for himself for the nation of Israel to keep them happy and at peace before God for the next year on the priesthood there was uh, silver bowels but the bowels were made of apples and pomegranates and what they used to do they used to tie a rope to the high priest and tie it round his ankle and when he went to the curtain they'd all be there and he'd be like shh, shh and the priest would be in there putting the blood on the altar and making them doing the requirements that was expected of him and they wanted to hear the bowels and the movement that the presence of God would have come in the tent and it filled with the Shekinah glory of God and his blood would be accepted if not if not because no one could be on that tent the priest would have to pull the dead priest out by his leg because no one could go in there so the high priest it was imperative that he was a good one yeah okay and it's interesting because we think and I'm happy to put it on tape that John the Baptist should have been the high priest at his time why Sid? well 
first his father was at the time when he heard from God and secondly who did Jesus go and be baptised by right and he needed to do that to fulfil all righteousness right and if you check on his, his ancestry you'll find out that I'm telling you the truth Hebrews 5.1 says this for, for every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin right the nation of Israel standing was wrapped up in the high priest in the kind of gifts and offerings that the high priest brought and that he could come through and that had to be pulled out as a dead piece of meat from out of the, out of the, beyond the curtain of the holy and holies praise God we have another high priest when Jesus went and put blood on the altar in heaven he became the new high priest but in the old covenant it happened annually once a year the priest would change it and a new priest took the place of the role but in Jesus he became a priest in the order of Melchizedek and he's an eternal priesthood it's a forever priesthood so when Jesus went in and took the, the position of high priest he was a priesthood that was going to stand forever and as far as I can make out our priesthood with Jesus as our high priest and his sacrifices and his gifts to the Father are going to be accepted, accepted, accepted once and for all that we're a part of a priesthood that's going to be eternal hallelujah we are a governing council if you like for the kingdom of God that's coming onto the earth you guys Hebrews 7.11 says this therefore if perfection was through the Levitical priesthood for under it the people received the law what further need would there be for another priest yet another one in the order of Melchizedek and not be called according to the order of Aaron so this wasn't, this wasn't Aaron a Levite this was Jesus Melchizedek in the order of Melchizedek Perfection could not be attained through the law because the law was weak because of the will of man. So there needed to be a better priesthood to oversee the daily, weekly, annual services of the old, like the old priesthood, but to oversee a covenant that was going to be an eternal one, the covenant without end that would spring us into eternity. That's what we were a part of. We, we really haven't got it. I mean. 
This priesthood that we were a part of is incredible. Phenomenal. This transition has taken place in us. This transformation is phenomenal. It's e extreme. It's 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 I can't put it in words. It's phenomenal. And we're a part of this. I checked through the Old Testament and this is what happened with the priest. So listen to this. Exodus 29, verse 20 and 21. Then you shall kill the ram and take some of the blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his sons and on the thumb of the right hand and on the big toe of the right foot and sprinkle the blood all around the altar and you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments and on his sons and on their garments and he and his garments shall be hallowed and his sons and his sons' garments with him. This is what happened when they were brought in. The blood was sprinkled on the ear, the thumb and the toe. What's that for? Well, on the lobe so they could hear the voice of God. On the thumb, so that the work they were going to do was going to be beneficial to their life and what they're doing on their toe because their walk was going to be good. That's at the very least. This is the consecration of the, of the priests. Yeah? Ezekiel 29:44. So I consecrate the tabernacle of the meeting and the altar, and I also consecrate both Aaron and his sons to minister to me as priests. I hope you can get this. It's a big deal, okay? Because we meet only once a week. You get preaching and you get teaching, and this is this is you know deep stuff. But this is why you got to listen to the tape. Wow. So, listen, again. Jesus brought his blood into heaven and consecrated and sanctified the heavenly altar and then consecrated the new priesthood. Only he did not sprinkle the blood on them. He washed them with his blood. Not on the outside, but on the inside. He made us brand new creations, able to serve him without the limitations or the weakness of the flesh. Without the limitations of time, because we are an eternal priesthood, as Jesus is an eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. This is exciting stuff. Hallelujah. Whoa! Whoa! We are, you are, this new priesthood. We are, you are, this new priesthood. The church is the priesthood washed in the blood of the Lamb. The sacrifice being the, the Lamb himself, our Saviour and King. One Peter two verse nine. You're free to put this up, Richard. No, okay. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He said this in his in Exodus nineteen. That's always been God's plan to find the people who are going to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and yet five or six thousand years down the line, we. Uh, that's why he's dancing over us 
That's why he's going to hallelujah. Look at my children. Look what they've done. They picked me. They responded to the gospel. They're washed in my blood. I've made them brand new. They're filled with me. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I love this bit. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his glorious light. Hebrews 12, verse 22 to 24. Look at this. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable company of angels to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to the God the judge of all to the spirits of just men made perfect to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks a better blood than Abel hallelujah Hebrews 1 Sorry, Ephesians 1, 11 to 14. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be the, to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Jesus' inheritance. <laughs> Jesus' inheritance is our inheritance. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Jesus' inheritance is our inheritance. Wow. Okay. Have you got that music, Rich? Nice and gentle. Close your eyes, church. Just close your eyes. So we're here for the people to proclaim his praises with a ministry of reconciliation to the people. To be witnesses to the people. To declare Jesus' victory over the enemy and live in it. To plunder hell and populate heaven with the gospel message and live abundantly we are today now the priesthood washed in the blood and ready for service we are responsible to mediate for God to the people to make them aware of the victory the victory of Jesus at the cross 
and a defeated enemy who is in the world and the sin that has blinded their minds so that they cannot perceive the truth and we by God's grace find a way to bring people away from the condemnation and into the truth of Jesus' love and God's grace and the gift of life that God so freely wants to give everyone who would believe. We are the priesthood. You are the priest. How seriously are we going to take this responsibility? Do we believe what we've heard today? We're going to take the grace of God, the Saviour's love and mercy and run with it, touching as many lives as we can, providing hope to the downcast, to the hopeless, because the gospel is the solution, it is the answer. We can get this truth of the word, of the gospel, of the life of God out of our intellect and into our hearts. So we won't take a good argument to people for a demonstration of God's love and God's power. Because the Spirit of the Lord has already anointed us to preach good news to the poor, to open up the prison doors, to bring people out of prisons into the liberty and life that God's called and brought into being to all who believe. The Father, we accept Jesus as Messiah and Lord, as Deliverer, as Righteousness and Healer. And Lord, we pray that through this incredible, credible message, the gospel, that many will come and receive it, this gift of life. Lord, we are willing, we believe, Lord, we believe and we want you to use us, Lord. Use the gifts that we bring, that you've given us. 
use our enthusiasm we desire to see you lifted up Lord Jesus Christ and we thank you Lord Lord we thank you that this priesthood gives you the glory in this place where we are right now in Jesus name Amen